0: Hey guys, uh, we decided this semester of small groups at North Place to record a a video, kind of an addendum, an extra to my messages to kind of serve as a starting uh, conversation point for all of our small groups that meet in offices and coffee shops and in homes. And while we were recording that, some of the media team thought it might be a great resource to those of you who regularly watch or download the podcast. Or We have people from all around the world, that from naval bases to countries all over Europe and even some closed nations to the gospel that watch. And so we're just going to make, understand the context, we're going to make this available to you. It was originally for our small group leaders here at North Place, but maybe some of these conversations actually will benefit you as you think more deeply about the messages that I'm preaching throughout this series. I'm so grateful that you guys are getting together, studying this in a deeper way. Uh, This is really in my heart, I believe it has the power to change a person, I believe it has the power to change the culture of church. a large community as people chew on it and let it get on the inside of them. Last week, I leaned heavily on um, Larry Osborne's Thriving in Babylon as a source for my message preparation. This weekend, I leaned heavily on Chris Hodges' book, The Daniel Dilemma, in my preparation for the weekend. And uh, some of you that are watching this, you're studying certain books. Others of you are just using the message as you walk through this but I do want you to know as we study uh, these things, there are resources available for you to jump in deeper in your own time if you want to read and go deeper today we're really sh- we're really walking through the way Babylon suddenly uh, over time just t- tries to erode who we are, what we are as followers of Jesus Christ, working on our identity and the various labels that come up against us and our willingness to wear those labels. I said in the sermon this weekend that, uh, you know, I was, I wore the label unwanted and unworthy because of things that happened in my life. And because those things were happening, it reinforced those labels. So every time something would happen in my life uh, that was, was, um, you know, would make me feel that way, a normal person could have shrugged it off. But to me, it just said, "See, that's that's true. You're you're worthless. You're not wanted." And I filtered everything that happened in my life through the lenses that were placed on me as a kid through those events, and I I allowed those things to define my life. Um, and I just want to challenge you. I I can't tell you how um, true that when I met Jesus, when I found Christ as Lord and Savior there was a, there was this confidence that came to me. All my life, I had lived as a slave to the opinions of other people. And there was this freedom that I was living for the majority of one. And I didn't have this arrogant attitude that what everybody else thinks doesn't matter to me. I mean, I, I, I would like to tell you that I, st- I, I, st- I still am somewhat influenced by people's opinions. And I don't know that it's completely bad to have some concern about how you're representing christ before people some some of that matters so i did care what other people thought but i was no longer a slave to what they thought there was a freedom i was no longer a slave to those feelings i knew i was wanted i knew i was made worthy when the god of the universe paid the price that he paid to be in relationship with me it communicated value to me there are so many things that we do at Norplace Place Church, from counseling that we offer to classes that we take that help people find identity. There is freedom in finding your place and identity in Christ. And so many people struggle as followers of Jesus without ever really knowing what it means to be in Christ, to be his, to belong. And that's why this is so powerful to me, the fact that that the, the The Babylon did everything within its power to rename them uh, to, to erase everything of their Jewish history, their Jewish identity uh, and, and immerse them in Babylonian religion, culture, education, everything and it started with their names and I said towards the end of the message uh, that really wasn 't in my notes, but uh, I, and, and I don 't know by the time you see this if I said it in the service that you were in. But if I didn't, let me just re re restate it. You know, we don't say when we look back on the book of Daniel. Daniel was his Hebrew, his Jewish name. His his Babylonian name was Belshazzar, and um, we don't we don't call uh, him. It's not the story of Belshazzar in the lion's den. And yet, when we talk about the fiery furnace. We use the Babylonian names for the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That was not their God-given names. Those names meant things completely different from the destiny. So why we use those names and not their God-given names, and we use Daniel's name, I don't know. But somewhere along the way, it just makes me wonder if Daniel chose uh, more emphatically than anybody else, I will not be Belshazzar. I will be Daniel. He refused to accept the labels that were being placed on him. And my prayer for you today is that there would be this genuine sense of this this confidence and intimacy in your relationship with God. That all of your value and your worth springs out of that secure position in Christ. And that you would become what he's called you to be. Not what anybody has labeled you to be or lied about you. You are Daniel. You are not Belshazzar. Don't accept the labels. Don't accept the lies. um, and, And walk in everything that God has made you to be. There's a freedom in it. I said this in the message and I want to reinforce this again. The truth is not up for negotiation, but your tone is. And I believe that when we walk in a tone that is gracious, compassionate, and courteous, that it gives the truth greater power in our lives and greater power in our culture. One of the greatest things that has hurt the truth in our world is that people who believe it being jerks in the process of living it out, it has eroded the truth of its validity in our culture. That's why I love Daniel. He asked for permission to live out his conviction. There was this sense of courtesy, and and approaching even his enemies and his captors with the level of compassion and grace to walk in his conviction. And may we capture the spirit of Daniel as we walk it out in our world. Thank you for listening to this message from North Place Church. Feel free to share it with your friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at North Place and on Facebook at North Place Church. To watch the video of this message, go to northplacechurch.com watch.